This program provides education, not advice. Sponsors pay a fee for endorsements and interviews. See the truthayf.com disclosure page for details. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. Brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions. And by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc. And by Presidio, offering a digital vault where you can collect, protect, and share all your important people, places, things, and documents with all the key people in your life. Start for free at Presidio.com. It's Friday, October 13th. Hey, did you know that the 13th falls on a Friday more often than any other day of the week? Coming up on today's show, we have a couple of new laws that have come out of Congress lately on retirement savings. We're going to talk about the SECURE Act and SECURE Act 2.0 with Brian Graff, the CEO of the American Retirement Association, and NFTs. What are NFTs? Stay tuned for that. Let me ask you, what are your kids going to do with your money when they inherit it? There's a new study on people who inherited wealth. 88% of them say that they're using the money to support their lifestyle and prepare for their retirement. Sounds pretty reassuring, right? You don't seem to have to worry about your kids squandering their inheritance. 88% of inheritors also said that their inheritance helped them achieve financial security and independence. And 86% said the inheritance gave them a secure, reliable retirement income. And best of all, they want to do the same for their kids. 59% say they want to pass wealth to future generations, 58% want to fund education for children and grandchildren, and 50% want to give money to charity. But you don't have any money to give to your kids? Maybe you should buy a life insurance policy or tell them to buy one on your life. After all, they're going to be the ones getting the money. The Global Financial Literacy Excellence Center at George Washington University says 25% of non-retired adults have no retirement savings at all. Maybe these folks, if they are concerned about their children and grandchildren, ought to be buying life insurance. And of those who are 60 years old or older who are still working, 13% of them have no retirement savings at all. And of those who do have retirement savings, nearly half say they don't have enough. No wonder we're facing a retirement security crisis, which is why it's exciting that if you do have the opportunity to give money to children and grandchildren, they in fact will be grateful and they are highly likely to put that money to good use. It's important because a third of workers are not saving for retirement on a regular basis. Only 22% who are doing so are confident that they're saving enough. And half of workers say they have never even tried to figure out how much money they're going to need. This is how you can help your clients. They know they need to save, but they don't know how, and they don't know how much to save, and they don't know if they're saving enough. You can show them the answers to all of this. And it's important that you teach your clients about longevity. Only 44% of boomers know about longevity. They don't know how long they're really likely to live. Only 37% of Gen X knows how long they're likely to live, only 32% of Gen Y, and only 30% of Gen Z. All of them, for the most part, think they're going to die in their 80s. 
they don't realize they're going to live into their 90s, hundreds, and beyond. And this is why you need to teach them. Of those who have strong longevity knowledge, 81% of them save for retirement on a regular basis versus just 57% who don't understand longevity. In other words, when you have strong knowledge about longevity, you're more likely to save for retirement. You're more likely to try to figure out how much you need for retirement. That is how you can turn people into clients and how you can get clients to increase how much money they're investing. People don't save for the future if they don't think they're going to have one. By helping your clients understand what their future is likely to be like and how long it's likely to last, you'll obtain more clients and clients who invest more money. I'm Rick Edelman. It's the truth about your future. What are you doing on October 24th? Come for my new webinar. You know, bonds are back. That's thanks to the highest interest rates in 20 years. But are you helping your clients make the most of today's opportunities from today's bond yields? Join me October 24th. It's a Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, for a special webinar that'll show you how to capture yields in today's high-rate environment with bond ETFs. I'll be joined by David Braun, the Managing Director at PIMCO, and we'll tell you the best fixed income opportunities that are available to your clients right now. You'll also get crucial insights into the economic outlook that you can use in your client conversations, and you'll get one CE credit to boot. You can register for the webinar about today's bond yields for free. The webinar is Tuesday, October 24th, 1 p.m. Eastern. The link to register is in today's show notes. Coming up next, Brian Graff of the American Retirement Association and Congress's new ways of making it easier for you to save for retirement. Stay with us. With more of our lives moving online, cybersecurity is always a concern. And with AI introducing even more complexity, the risks can multiply. Fortunately, a range of innovative companies are mounting a defense against bad actors. Explore the Global X Cybersecurity ETF, ticker BUG, to add this exposure to your portfolio. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the fuller summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Co. Where do you store your important documents? How do you keep track of what you have or where it is? Use Presidio, the digital vault where you can collect, protect, and share all your important people, places, things, and documents with all the key people in your life, what you have, and where you have it. You'll always know where your valuable information is kept, and you can easily and securely share your info anytime with anyone you choose. Try Presidio free today at presidio.com. That's P-R-I-S-I-D-I-O dot com. Presidio. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. Obviously, one of the most important subjects we talk about regarding your future is your future retirement. And we need to talk about it. And that means we need to talk about it with an expert. And so I'm really happy to bring on to the program Brian Graff. He is the CEO of the American Retirement Association. Brian, great to have you with us. Appreciate it, Rick. Really a pleasure to be here as well. You know, the American Retirement Association is pretty much what I would consider the grand poobah of the retirement focus. You know, there are a lot of associations in this space in particular, and the 
ARA, the American Retirement Association, is the umbrella group for all of them. The American Society of Pension Professionals and Actuaries, the American Society of Enrolled Actuaries, the National Association of Plan Advisors, the National Tax Deferred Savings Association, the Plan Sponsor Council of America, all told. We're talking what, Brian, 30, 40,000 retirement plan professionals who are serving employer retirement plans covering what, tens of millions of U.S. workers. That's right. About uh, 95% of all workplace savings programs uh, are involve our members. So, you know, we're very active in trying to help people save for retirement while they're working, but also to think about what they're going to do when they get closer to retirement age, because more Americans are facing that. Yeah, and that's the whole deal, right? The baby boomers are in or near retirement, and we are the biggest population cohort in the country. And so retirement's in vogue. Everybody is looking forward to retirement, some with antipathy because of their lack of preparation, many out of befuddlement, not knowing what to do after they retire, and everybody wondering, how do I maximize the opportunities and complications of my retirement plan at work? So you're in vogue, Brian. You've definitely got center stage. And in the world of retirement, I want us to focus today our conversation on one particular issue, and that's the SECURE Act. They've got two of them now, two laws, the SECURE Act and SECURE Act 2.0. Tell me if I'm wrong, but the SECURE Acts combined represent a pretty big deal in terms of Americans' ability and opportunity for saving for retirement. A hundred percent, Rick. And and in fact, you know, you use the word in vogue. Really, the reflection of that is in politics, right? When more and more people across the country are think, getting close to retirement, thinking about retirement. In fact, uh, presently, 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day. That's going to go up to 12,000 in 2024. So you are 100% right. This is onslaught of people who are reaching what is, you know, historically been the normal retirement age of 65. And of course, you know, Congress pays attention to what people are doing and their feeling and their concerns about um, many members of Congress, when they go home and they do their town hall meetings, it's the number one issue or, you know, top three issue that their constituents are raising concerns about having enough money to retire comfortably. And so that's why, you know, you saw this sort of flurry of legislation over the last several years in a, in a period of time, you know, let's not kid ourselves. It's not like Congress is uh, breaking down the doors, passing lots of of legislation. In fact, you know, it's arguably some of the most partisan periods in a generation in terms of congressional activity, but they've managed, given the, the interest in this subject, the concerns that are out there among constituents, this is like one of the few things that they are still trying to attack on a bipartisan basis. And that's why you saw these two you know, significant pieces of legislation. And so let's talk about them. Tell us, what is it that the SECURE Acts together have accomplished? How are they affecting retirement plans and retirement planning? So I think, you know, it's twofold. One, you know, let's start with the accumulation phase. This is when people are saving for retirement while they're still working. There are two issues. One, making it easier for people that have access to a plan. And two, frankly, trying to drive more businesses to offer some type of savings programs in the workplace. Because there's still, you know, 40, 45% of full-time workers don't have access to a plan at work. And when they aren't covered, they are 12 to 15 times less likely to save for retirement 
than when they have a plan that they can contribute to. I've been saying that as a financial advisor for decades, the retirement plan you have at work is the easiest, best way to save for retirement. And yet when your employer doesn't offer you the opportunity, you're shut out of that. You're not likely to save on your own. That's 100% correct, Rick. And a lot of it's the convenience of the payroll deduction. It's the incentive of the match. People don't want to leave that money on the table. And oftentimes it's just the culture of savings that's fostered in the workplace by you know your peers talking about you know, saving for retirement. There's HR folks who are helping with that. All that stuff really worked. It's actually been an incredible success story where, and I think you know this more than most, where they are in place. And the problem is this coverage gap. And this coverage gap, unfortunately, is, is particularly acute among communities of color. Um, there's a significantly higher percentage of Black Americans, Hispanic Americans who don't have access to a retirement plan at work. And the reason is what? A lot of them tend to work at smaller businesses and smaller businesses tend to be those employers that are less likely to offer a plan. So what Congress has done in in these pieces of legislation is is a bunch of stuff to facilitate uh, smaller plans. There's a new kind of startup plan called the Starter K that's really simple, low cost, to administer for the employer. No employer contributions required. There's actually a tax credit to cover any administrative costs up to $5,000 a year for the first three years of the plan, 100% tax credit. And then there's an additional 500, we're just gonna give you $500 for putting a plan in. So Congress is you know, throwing some money at employers and making it easier from an administrative standpoint to, to try to get that coverage crap addressed. And you're going to see, um, you know, advisory firms, uh, broker dealers, the industry focused on this opportunity, because now they can go to these employers and say, hey, it's essentially free. Why aren't you doing this? And I think this is worth highlighting. We know there's a, a wealth gap between the races, that whites are more likely to be wealthy than minorities. I want to just highlight what you just said, the fact that if you are black or Hispanic and you work for a large company that has a 401k, you're equally likely to join the plan as white workers are. So it's not that blacks at big companies aren't participating. If a black isn't in a plan, it's because their employer doesn't offer the plan. This has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with availability and access. And that's what the SECURE Act does. It allows small employers to be more likely to offer a plan. And since their workers tend to be more likely minorities, this is giving the minorities the opportunity for saving for retirement, just as whites do. And and you couldn't be more right. It's really fantastic to see the data on this, because when you have, you know, take a large employer with a, you know, regular cross-section of employees based on uh, racial characteristics, there is no disparity in savings among the races when there's coverage in place. There, There is disparity based on income levels, which is, you know, regardless of race is the same thing, but we see no disparity on savings rates and participation based on race when everyone's covered. So the key to getting at this problem is without question, everyone agrees to this, is the coverage gap. Now there's you know arguments about how to do it. Some states are stepping in by requiring employers above a certain size to have a plan. 
Um, about a dozen states have actually enacted legislation to do that, and they're in the you know various steps of implementing those provisions. At the federal government level, requiring employers to do something is not really something that uh, can be done on a bipartisan basis right now. But right. And they're, instead, they're throwing lots of carrots at this. Now, here's the problem, Brian, with all legislation. If you're not engaged in the regulatory, legislative, political process, no matter how good the law is, the odds are pretty high you're not going to be familiar with it. If you're a small business owner, you're busy running your business. You're not paying a whole lot of attention to what Washington is doing today. So the key to me, it would seem, is to get the word out, to let small business owners know that the rules have now changed. There is now all of these opportunities and benefits, free money, as you've described. So that's really a big point. So if you're a listener to this, if you're a viewer of this, and you work for a small employer, you need to let your boss know about the SECURE Act. And if you work for a large company, but you have family members who work for a small employer, we just need to all start talking about this to make us all realize, wow, anybody anywhere, regardless of employment size, now has a pretty good opportunity for creating a retirement plan in the workplace. That's right. And and this is a great opportunity because as as you were saying, essentially it's a free plan. And and we like to say retirement plans are sold, they're not bought. It's not like a small business owner sitting around, you know, they're busy running their business. They're not thinking about these kinds of things. Often until their employees start asking for it, to your point. Um, we're also working closely with the uh, National Black Chamber, National Hispanic Chamber, to try to, to work with them to get the word out to their members about these opportunities. Because really, um, you know, if it's free and it doesn't, you know, it's not costing you any additional compensation, there's no employer contributions required, why aren't you doing it? That's really the question. And I think that's a really good question to ask. So that's that's lesson number one for today is you need to talk to everybody you know who works with or operates a small business to let them know the availability. Never been easier or cheaper to create a retirement plan for yourself as an owner of the business and for everybody who works for you in the business. That's lesson number one. Beyond that, the SECURE Act does something that is, I think, also really, really important for people to understand. They have changed in this law the RMD rules, the required minimum distribution rules. These rules are complicated. They vex retirees and they're incredibly important. And I'll, I'll just summarize what the rule was and Brian, I'll let you tell us how it's all now new and different. When we put money into a retirement plan, the good news is the money grows for decades while you're saving for retirement. But once you are in retirement, you have to start making withdrawals. And the IRS tells you how much money you must withdraw each year based on the value of the account and your age. These are the RMD, Required Minimum Distributions. The SECURE Act has changed these rules, haven't they, Brian? That's right, Rick. So basically, we've got kind of a, a simple rule of thumb with respect to these changes. And, and as you pointed out, really, it's a, it's a reflection of the fact that life expectancy has improved in this country since the original rule was put into effect, you know, decades ago. And people are living longer. So why are we forcing people to take money out at the same age when people are over periods of time have been improving their life expectancy? 
So the changes to the rules are intended to reflect life expectancy. And to summarize, it's going to be age 73 if you were born between 1950 and 59, and then age 75, 1960 or later. Basically saying the younger you are, the longer you're going to live. And so the longer we'll delay, you're having to withdraw money from the account. The longer you delay, the more the money will grow because it's growing on a tax deferred basis. That's right. And I think everyone, obviously, who works closely with Rick Edelman and his firm should know by now that the longer you can keep the money in retirement, keeping it tax deferred, the better off you are and the more money you're going to have at the end. Now, as profound as the SECURE Acts have been, SECURE Act and SECURE Act 2.0, I have to assume that in any massive piece of transformational legislation, there's got to be some downsides. Are there any to these laws that we need to be aware of? The thing about retirement legislation is we have this dream of uh, simplification, but the reality is every time Congress touches anything, things do tend to be a little bit more complex. Um, and really, is it's just the way Congress is. Washington, D.C. doesn't know simple. So uh, an example of something that's a little bit more complicated, particularly for employers, I actually think from a policy standpoint, it's a good thing. There are a lot of people who work part-time on a regular basis. And they've been doing it for years, probably because they've got family responsibilities that can't work full time. Historically, the law has said, if you don't work a thousand hours a year, you're not going to be eligible to participate in the retirement plan. So Congress has changed that threshold to 500 hours. And I got to tell you, the rule they put in place is incredibly, ridiculously complicated. So the good news is that I think this is going to open access for those employees, regardless of how many hours they work whether you're part-time or full-time. So is there going to be a SECURE Act 3.0? One thing when you talk to people on the hills, I think they're done with this name. They're going to probably come up with something different. I would say it's going to be a bit of a break, um, mostly because we've, as I said before, you know, there isn't a lot of legislation happening. We've definitely gotten our fair share over the last several years. And frankly, the industry really needs, and, and, you know, participants, Savers need some time to digest this. I mean, they, they've already changed the RMD rules twice. They're, they've added a new matching contribution program for, to recognize student loan payments, which we're excited about. There are a bunch of compliance rules around part-time workers that I talked about that people are going to have to implement. And so I think, you know, I think everyone wants to sort of digest this and see uh, how it works, get word out about these new incentives for those employers without a plan. And hopefully we'll make some progress in terms of the coverage gap before they have to you know, reconsider what incentives are out there and, and revisit the subject in Washington. So is it fair to assume that as a consumer, as an investor, that my financial advisor is well versed in the SECURE Act and SECURE Act 2.0, that they'll be giving me advice based on these new legislative changes? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the first place to go to um, is your financial advisor as you're thinking about what how this impacts you, your situation, your personal family situation, your financial situation. I always say go first and talk to your personal advisor. They're the right person to help you figure out how this impacts you and how you can uh, take advantage of it and avoid whatever pitfalls might exist. 
And if you're an employer of a small business and you're now recognizing for the first time, gee, maybe I ought to take a look at the opportunity to create a retirement account on behalf of my workers, where would you recommend that that employer turn? Well, you know, the the opportunities for employers are probably bigger than they've ever been before. Uh, There are a lot of institutions that are now involved with offering retirement plans, both, you know, kind of online firms that do it now, as well as your local financial advisor should also be able to help you implement a plan. It really depends on how much help you think you need. A lot of employers, frankly, need the assistance of walking them through what the process is, even though there's some of some of these plans are indeed significantly simpler, like the starter K than have ever existed before. But that's also not, maybe it's not so much the administration, but it might be just talking to employees, having someone to come in, talk to employees about the benefits of saving for retirement. And one thing I do want to highlight for all these plans going forward, they're going to be doing something called auto enrollment, which means we're going to presume that employees are going to participate. We're going to deduct at least 3% of their pay not every paycheck, but spread out over the year into the plan. And that might be something that you want someone to help uh, as you're discussing this with employees to explain to them what's going on. So there you have it. Whether you are a small business operator or working for one or know somebody who is, have them talk with their financial advisor, you do the same. And if you'd like to learn more about the work and services that the American Retirement Association is doing, Brian would love it if you'd visit their website, usaretirement.org. Brian Graff, the CEO of the American Retirement Association, thanks so much for being with us on the show today. Thanks, Rick. Really appreciate the opportunity. Coming up next, NFTs. Stay with us for more here on The Truth About Your Future. Did you know Schwab offers a satisfaction guarantee? If for any reason you're not completely satisfied, Schwab will refund your fee or commission and work with you to make things right. You won't find that kind of promise everywhere, but you will find it at Schwab. It's just another way that they put clients' interest at the heart of everything they do. Learn what's included and how it works at schwab.com satisfaction. That's schwab.com satisfaction. Support for Rick Edelman's podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Meet Henry, an everyday person who enjoys reading science fiction, keeping in shape at the gym, and spending time with family. He also participates in progress by investing in a fund that supports innovative ideas. Invesco QQQ ETF allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100, so you don't have to be a rocket scientist to help push progress forward. Anyone can become an agent of innovation. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome back. The truth about your future continues. You know, I often like to share with you 
education and understanding about crypto. It's the fastest growing new asset class and a lot of confusion about it. One of the words you may have been coming across are NFTs. Oh, okay. That's not a word. That's an acronym. What are NFTs? Non-fungible tokens. Okay, great. But what on earth is that? Well, to understand what a non-fungible token is, first we got to understand what a fungible token is. Well, before we can do that, we got to understand token itself. Yeah, we got three parts to this, non, fungible, and token. Let's break it down really simply for you. A token is simply a representation of something. You know, a rose is a token of my love. You get on the subway by handing them a token, right? Well, not anymore. It's all digital, but it used to be subway tokens would get you onto the subway. That's all a token is. It's a representation of something. In the world of crypto, a digital token represents a physical asset. For example, your driver's license gives you permission to drive. Well, if you were to take a photograph of that driver's license, that now becomes a digital representation of your license. That's a token. Hope that makes sense. Well, what about fungible tokens? What are those? Well, a fungible token simply means that when you have a variety of tokens, they're all the same. They're fungible. Best way to examine it is, oh, say, dollars. If I lend you a dollar, I want you to repay me. And when you do, you don't have to give me back the same dollar I gave you. All dollars are fungible. They're all the same. But that's not true for cars. If I lend you my car, I want you to give me back my car. My car is non-fungible. It's unique. A Picasso is non-fungible. Each painting that Picasso drew is unique. So that's what a non-fungible token is. It is a unique digital representation of something else. Now, in the beginning, these NFTs were all about artwork. People were creating digital forms of art and selling them, and each one of them was unique. You may have heard of the Bored Ape Yacht Club or Crypto Kitties. There's a whole bunch of these out there. Prices went crazy over the past 10 years, but that fad seems to have largely dissipated, kind of the way of Beanie Babies. But that doesn't mean that NFTs themselves aren't important. Think again back to that driver's license. Why do you have a piece of plastic in your pocket or purse? Why not just have your driver's license as an NFT residing safely and securely on your smartphone so you can easily access it? You can share it with anybody who needs to see it, like the cop who just pulled you over or the TSA agent when you're trying to go through an airport. We can create NFTs of anything, your passport, your education record, your employment record, your medical records, the deed to your house, all of these can be converted into NFTs. There are companies already doing this in a big way with titles to cars. The state of West Virginia is leading the way there, and many other states are quickly following suit. So NFTs are going to be a very big part of your future, and they're all going to be brought about by the world of crypto. Now, you know what an NFT is. And you also know, today in particular, stay away from black cats, 
ladders, and broken mirrors. Happy Friday the 13th. Lately, it seems like buzz around ChatGPT and the potential of generative AI is everywhere. But this trend didn't appear from the blue. It reflects years of innovation by many leading-edge companies. Looking to add AI exposure to your portfolio? Rather than try to pick individual winners, consider the GlobalX Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks across the emerging AI frontier. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Co. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we've got a new episode of the podcast every weekday. So if you miss one, or if you're looking for info on a specific topic, you can find all our past shows at thetruthayf.com. The link is in the show notes. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc., and by Presidio, offering a digital vault where you can collect, protect, and share all your important people, places, things, and documents with all the key people in your life. Start for free at Presidio.com. Get the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. It's the truth, AYF.com.